0: Oh, the 2019 season most definitely underway because this is podcast number two here on the EKN Radio Network, but it is our first debrief of the new season. Again, racing underway in Daytona right before the new year. We're looking forward to heading down to Homestead in the coming weeks for the Supercarts USA Winter Series opener. But folks, welcome to another EKN debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. Episode number 38 of the debrief, January 4th, 2019, the recording date. This will be one of those uh, debriefs where I don't do much of the talking, which is, of course, in stark contrast to the uh, normal rollout of a lot of our podcasts here on EKN. David Cole is the man who was trackside at the WKA Daytona Cart Week in Daytona International Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. And he will, of course, give us the full update on the Manufacturer's Cup event that took place down in the... Sunshine State, this week's show presented by IAMI-USA, the importer and distributor of the hottest two-cycle engine program in American karting, finishing, uh, featuring the Swift, KA100, X30, and the new SSC shifter kart engine, which can be found at club, regional, and national racing events from coast to coast. IAMI-USA's dedication to quality and customer service is second to none. Miami is also a proud supporter of programs such as the United States Pro Kart Series, WK Manufacturers Cup, F Series Gear Up Challenge, and the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Winter Series and Pro Kart Challenges. All right, David, let's uh, let's fire things up. I know you were down in Florida; it was a lot better weather than you've had in the past. A little bit of rain here and there, but nonetheless, you're home. You made it. to Actually, you had a flight, a flight delay out of Daytona for fog. I think. But you did make it home for New Year's Eve. That's always the you know that thing where you roll the dice going to Daytona for this event, is it not? Because I know I missed a New Year's Eve one year when I went down. You you were able to get back in time, which which made me happy.
1: Yours was, I think, snow related up in the Northeast because again they can't they can't yeah. handle their snow like we can in the Midwest. But
0: I got stuck in I got stuck in yeah. Pittsburgh
1: so no, yeah
0: how they had new year's eve uh, at the hotel with a couple ladies i never met before it's, and it,
1: it's a sit downtown i've never been to i've heard good things about it but uh yeah, it's not a bad place to get stuck i guess it could be worse could, <laughs> could
0: but you you made it yeah uh
1: well i got delayed going there and coming back so it was uh it, the the thing about it is is what i come to the conclusion was is it was a weekend of traveling because people were out of work and out of school so it's easy to leave on a thursday or friday and come home on a on a Monday for New Year's Eve and be able to, to, you know, get catch a party or do this and that. So it was a really weird traveling situation because typically we, you know, with the dates falling on 28th, thirty, twenty 29th and 30th, you never know, you know, it goes, yeah. it could be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we typically call it day one erasing day two a erasing. So this was a, a rarity to have an actual weekend where it matched up to be Friday, Saturday and Sunday.
0: How were the uh, how were the airports anyways on the 31st when you were coming home? Were they packed or was it? Busy, uh, like, yeah. Uh, was it? Okay. And it
1: almost seems like there wasn't enough flights for a lot of people. I know uh, my city, Grand Rapids, we typically have a number of flights going from Atlanta to uh, Grand Rapids on a, any given Monday. And there was, I think, maybe two or three. So it was kind of limited planes, uh, but a lot of travelers uh, in the airports for sure.
0: How about that bump? Didn't you get a bump to first class too?
1: First one of the year, and the last one of the year. So.
0: <laughs> or is, is it the first one of two thousand nineteen?
1: No, well, it was still two thousand
0: eighteen. It was. Got to right remember.
1: Got to yeah. remember that it was still calendar year two thousand eighteen because everything on January first, everything goes uh, goes back to zero. So, uh, hey,
0: you were saying you and I were talking. I know we'll, we'll jump into this real quick, but you were saying that uh, you were only a couple of miles away from getting gold status. Of course, you traveled like crazy this year. Did Did you end up getting gold with, with Delta?
1: we i have some uh complaints uh issued and reviewing miles uh i believe there was one flight uh going to nola that wasn't counted so uh, um yeah with uh you know delays and and cancellations it's like well i still paid we still paid for it we should get the miles for it so um fight for it baby fight for it we're gonna we're gonna try and get that that situated for 2019
0: all right, let's kick start things off here. You were in Daytona. You and Eric Brennan, of course, uh, you're producing the EKN live broadcast that we had. The first of, essentially, the, it's always said the first of 2019, but the last of 2018. Essentially, we call it the first broadcast of the 2019 EKN Trackside live tour presented by Cooper Tires. Let's talk about it. Well, how, uh, let's, let's just start. How did things go, what, look? What did you think in terms of uh, the event itself? Give us the overview. Well, one of the first things you
1: mentioned was the weather. Uh, this was probably the first time since 2015 that we've had warm weather. Uh, that was the year you were actually down there covering things. I was there on vacation. True. So I remember it vividly because we were always at my, my, my family was at the beach and we were at the racetrack sweating our butts off. So uh, true. ever since then, the last two years, it was either rainy or cold. I mean, last year, I think it was probably 40 degree high temperature. So. Oh, it was man. really nice to uh to have the warm conditions obviously we get to open up the trailer and 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 be able to enjoy the Florida weather that uh, that we we tend to go there for um Rain was on the forecast all weekend long we thought for sure it was going to come friday and it held off until overnight uh but then a brief shower uh, came through on Saturday and hit the track uh, during the Marque ignite pre-final which kind of was kind of funny. I was, I was
0: actually listening. I, I was actually listening to that at the at that point, and all of a sudden, you know, the, Eric's talking about the rain coming down and harder and harder and harder, and then you guys had to go red flag. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, and it was good because the sun was still shining, so it wasn't like it was going to be a long uh, delay for for yeah. the rain, and just the fact that once it did stop, you know, they got everybody back into order, uh, and they went back racing on on the slick tires, which was really good to see because I know last year the Margate night kind of had some issues with the rain and whether they were going to race or not. And luckily everybody was already on track. So like, why not? You know, let's go, let's go out there and, uh, and go at it. So it was cool to see them on the really hard tires, uh, navigating the wet track. But, uh, thank, thankfully Sunday, no issues with uh, weather whatsoever. And we're, we're able to get through that actually Saturday because of that rain, we were, racing into darkness and that's always that's always the issue there at daytona
0: no doubt uh, of course with the sun going down a lot earlier being the winter now david uh you know always cool the a- annual event goes back to the the world center of racing at daytona but man you know when, when we did the podcast with mike Tetro and uh, and kevin williams from the wka talking about the fact that it was the 44th anniversary of road racing first starting at daytona in 1974 to me that's it just it makes that event so iconic.
1: It does. Um, I mean, it's a staple of what WK is because it, it was only three years old by that point. Uh, and so it, it needed that foundation event. And I think the partnership that, they, that they've held with Daytona uh, over these 44 years has been strong. Obviously, we haven't been there every year. Uh, there was one year where they actually repaved everything. So karting was uh, not able to go back during its typical year. Uh, I believe there was one other year that there wasn't racing as well. Um, so it hasn't been a 44 straight year events at Daytona. But again, the kart week whole Daytona or WK kart week was really Florida based because before we had Manufacturer's Cup racing in Jacksonville. Um, and then of course the dirt racing was across the, the highway at the, uh, minute, the, uh, minisual, uh, I can't say it municipal, <laughs> municipal stadium. stadium. Yeah, there you gotcha. go. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, it's, it has its foundation at Daytona, but it's been Florida based, uh, for a number of years.
0: So we've got David Cole essentially in the hot seat here, folks. This is episode number 38 of the EKN debrief here at the uh EKN Radio Network we thank you so much for tuning in whether you're uh, on the mobile app which you've downloaded to your device your smartphone or you're listening uh, on the website at slash radio this is the overview of the WKA Daytona Kart Week at Daytona International Speedway David during these uh, debriefs of course we always you know in the overview kind of look at the numbers let's see where we are in terms of numbers Everyone's always talking about how many guys we have there, how many racers do we have, what's the health of the sport. Um, to be honest, actually, some pretty good stability in terms of overall numbers for the WK Manufacturers Cup. Been right, you know, anywhere between like 243 and 256 over the last four years, 243 total entries uh, this year. But why don't you go through some of the numbers? Because it's interesting the ebbs and flows of the sport as drivers move in and graduate up cuz you know some classes were up some classes were down there was a couple new categories this year uh, as you, as a, you know the Yamaha class is not running manufacturer's cup what did you see in terms of numbers this year
1: well when you look at the total uh 243 uh, it was about par to what it's been over the last 4 years uh so that's that's kind of been stable uh, the, the positive side is that Margay Ignite provided 41 of those entries, so uh, that one-off for them is boosting the numbers, obviously for WK, but also introducing a lot of the the people who race the Margay Ignite to the Manufacturers Cup program because not a lot of them are very familiar with it. There's some, a lot of them are brand new to the sport. Some are just, you know, drivers who prefer the Margay program instead. Um, so that that kind of sways the total a little bit, but when you look at the numbers overall. Other than kid carts, everything was above 20. So essentially, that's a positive uh, for the eight championship categories that we do have for 2019. Um, Briggs 206 Cadet and K100 Junior being the new ones. Uh, Those are replacing the Yamaha Sportsman and Yamaha Junior categories. Um, So those started out at 30 and 23, which is a good start. I think really the Briggs 206 Cadet is good. Uh, because, again, it, it provides those who aren't looking to go to cycle racing with the micro or mini and provides them an opportunity to come race the Manufacturer's Cup Series uh, with the very, you know, notable and, and affordable Briggs Briggs 206 package. Um,
0: well, Dave, you know, I think you look back at where Gold Cup was at one point, though, of course, WK's uh, four cycle cat, uh, series that kind of got shelved, uh, whether it comes back or not, uh, they struggled for numbers and man. Two oh six Briggs Cadet thirty to launch at Daytona. That's pretty strong. I think I I looked at that when you gave me the numbers. Oh man, that's that's really strong. That's solid. Well, I don't
1: think they ever had that type of number oh. for a cadet level category, whether it was animal or Pro Gas or whatever you wanted to call it in uh, yeah. Gold Cup. So yeah, it's very good. Uh, Micro was was strong at twenty nine, up uh, seven from last year. The ones that were down were mini-Swift, uh, down 21 drivers uh, at 24. But again, a lot of guys moved up either last year or at the beginning of this year. So um, so that number is kind of swayed. Uh, plus, a lot of drivers are are preparing for the busy January schedule that's upcoming. So maybe a lot of people weren't there uh, to compete. Another one was IAMI Jr. Uh, that was down to 25 from 40. Again, some drivers moving up to senior, or some just not even there because of the busy schedule that's coming up. So um, I think that's uh, why you see the numbers down in those two categories—is just either scheduling or graduation.
0: It's interesting because you, you talked, Dave, with only one category, and that uh, was kid cart uh, which is returning to the program. Seventeen drivers, the only driver, uh, only class below twenty, but everything else really, really solid. Yeah. You know I, I am x thirty senior dropped eight from forty to thirty two, but X uh K one hundred senior was up eight fourteen to twenty two. So again it's it's kind of just leveled out. None of the really, really massive classes, but everybody right around, as you said, anywhere between 22 and 25 other than Margay Ignite. So good numbers all around. 243 entries to start the 2019 WK Manufacturers Cup Series. David uh, breaking things down again. Margay the top class with 41 entries. Microswift with, with 29. And then Iami Jr. Uh, with 25. Iami Sr. Uh, 32, actually. Still the top down. 8 from 40 last year. Folks, David Cole, of course, working his way through the paddock the entire time he was down in Daytona enjoying some sunshine. This time, while well, the rest of us up north here were freezing uh, freezing cold. When we get back after this break, David's going to talk a little bit about what happened in the paddock.
2: History. Success. Family. Those are the three words that describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis, and they have provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Kart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year, offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer the engine building business comet racing engines has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry make sure you head to cometkartsales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the comet kart sales family today
0: are you looking for a new car shop, one that treats you like you're an important customer? If so, look no further than Acceleration Kart Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time karting business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices and service. At Acceleration Kart Racing. We're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a kart racer needs, from turnkey karts to safety equipment, engines, and more, stocking all of the leading kart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, Miami. MG Tires, Zinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, RibTech, and EVS, Tillet, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and k and It doesn't matter where you live in the country, we will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shopakr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration has a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shop.com akr.com again shop akr.com and make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season again we're a one-stop shop shop akr.com Welcome back to episode number 38 of the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined, as always, by David Cole, our second podcast of the 2019 season. And we thank you all for tuning in, of course, first to the EKN Radio Network, our live 24-7 streaming radio station. Uh, Later on, of course, on the podcast, On Demand, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Podbean, and uh, by this time, we'll probably have it fired up on Spotify as well. David's going to jump into the paddock pass now, talking about some of the stuff that wasn't racing-oriented, just more some of the stuff in the paddock, some of the news that was working its way through the pit area. This uh, edition of the paddock pass being presented by the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. So David, we've got I think five bits of news that you were able to dig up while you were in the paddock uh, at Daytona. Lots going on, of course. There was the Manufacturers Cup race. There was good turnout at the in the road racing event. You can talk a bit about that. And also some good numbers out of the dirt track as well. All, all in all, WK Kart Week this year, a success from from, uh, from top to bottom.
1: Yeah, we can go uh, backwards to forwards. Uh, as you mentioned, yeah. you know, the Kart Week is a, a three-event program with Dirt World Championships and road racing going on at the same time as the Manufacturer's Cup Series. Uh, I happened to swing by the dirt track uh, Friday night after practice on the sprint track. I uh, got to watch in about an hour and a half of, of the, some of the main events uh, going on outside NASCAR one and two, a uh, good total number of entries over 700, uh, over the two days of racing featuring, uh, 18 classes per day. Uh, the highlight of the event was the all pro class at the end of the day, which paid out $3,000 to the winner. Uh, in that category almost had 40 drivers in it. So it was good to wow. see. I think one of the, That's yeah, great. I think one of the main, um, positives of the, of the race weekend was the track conditions. Um, year in, year out, it was a real dust bowl. Uh, every, anytime you drove by it or just stood there, I mean, you know, us with our black shirts, it's caked in, in dirt. (laughs) So, uh, this year the, they had, they started the prep right after last year's event. Uh, obviously when you're dealing with the limestone and, and dirt like this, it's not clay. So you, you kind of have to keep it under control with chemicals, uh, and they had the right people doing the right things, and this year's track was probably one of the best they've ever had uh, at this at this circuit.
0: You know, I've done a bunch of dirt racing back in the day when I had Speedway USA magazine. I've driven a bunch of the smaller racetracks. You, of course, went ek and live on the on the our Facebook page uh, showing some of the races. And man, especially with the All Pro category, you know, which is kind of the unlimited category. Dude, that that's a big racetrack, and they were letting those things haul. Like they could really stretch their legs on those with those uh, uh, those All Pro carts. That was fun to watch.
1: Well, yeah, the All Pro was just the Pro category. That was just yeah. everybody there with their with their clone engines. The Unlimited All Stars oh. is what we, oh, okay, we what we're broadcasting.
2: That's what um, I saw. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah.
1: the Unlimited All Stars. Obviously, those guys are just hauling ass around yeah, around that so quarter cool. mile. And again, some guys are good, some guys are bad, some guys are just there because they love it. Uh, but there, yeah, again, even with those guys, you know, uh, you know, sliding it sideways through the corners, uh, again, not a lot of dust was stirred up, and it was it was actually kind of nice because you could actually sit sit alongside that uh, front stretch. Uh, wall and not be blasted with sand and limestone and, and any other things. Uh, but again, there was that smell of of the tire prep going on throughout the paddocks. So.
0: Yeah, you're going to get that over in the dirt track for sure. But hey, you know, I, I would say, and, and David, we talk about this all the time. Numbers breed numbers, right? And if they were up to 700 entries, remember back in the day, let's say 10 years ago, a little more over 10 years ago, they they pulled 2,000 entries at Municipal Stadium, that track you had mentioned that's uh, just on the other side of the highway in Daytona. I'd race there as well. 2,000 entries, but 700 here uh, for this particular WK event. I think that bodes well for next year, knowing that they, they got the track dialed in. That was definitely one of the issues when we were down there in 15. I think that's I think it's super cool to see them get that handled. And you know 700 means... Probably nine hundred next year. I mean even a thousand again.
1: Yeah, it's the I think the track helps and also the long term long term commitment they have with Maxis now. Before, okay. you know, over the last probably what five years it's been a number of different tires with uh Unelli and Vega coming in and Maxis before that as well too. So now that they have a long term commitment with Maxis, I think people now can can bank on what this event's gonna be. Uh, it, because obviously tire is a big game, uh, with dirt racing. So having the, making sure you have the right tires, you know, l- well ahead of the event is, is very key, uh, for, for these racers, you know, as, as you know, with, the, with the prep and the, 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 amount of work that they yeah. go into, uh, making sure they have the right tire combination, uh, for the event. So I think, I think the track and the, and the long-term compi- commitment to, the Maxxis tire is is going to help this event hopefully grow over to over a thousand entries.
0: Yeah, Max uh, rather, yeah, Max Speed and uh, or Max uh, what do you call it? Uh, Maxxis tires and Gold Speed. Let me get that right. Gold Speed, obviously the, the distributor for for Maxxis, they have a really good hold on dirt racing in the southeast. And like you said, to be able to give these guys that stability, that platform, they're already running the Maxxis tire uh at their other events they already have a wall of tires in their in their trailer and they don't want to go to something different they want to run the same thing so that's good so a solid as you said 700 entries over two days for the wk and their dirt world championships what about uh road racing um I, I watched some of it on on uh the timing and and obviously on on social what were your thoughts on on what happened road racing wise
1: well I wasn't able to get a a firm number on the entries, but uh I think it was good again. Uh as you walked around and watched the racetrack uh Saturday and Sunday, you were able to see um a good good amount of fields and number of categories. Uh some of the stories after walking through the paddock um there was a big group of North California carters, road racers that came from the West Coast, uh, made the journey out in their super carts and shifter carts uh, to compete in Daytona. Not the first time it's happened, but it, a good amount of drivers that were there together uh, having a good time. The K100 senior and junior categories made its debut on the high banks, which was really cool to see uh, some some. Some uh, racers from the North Carolina South Carolina made their way down and, and were able to take part in the local option category there. Uh, Briggs and Stratton 206, another strong showing with the CIK bodywork out there going 60 miles an hour around the high banks. Um, that's always fun to see, but there's I mean, there's 30 to 40 of them out there at the same time, so that's, that's fun it. to watch. Uh, same, same with the IAMI Sprint. You know they were, they were about 30 drivers strong as well too. So again, those, those guys, you know, some people are making the transition from sprint racing to road racing or, or doing both at the same time or not, not necessarily at the same time, but throughout the, throughout the season. So um, that's good to see. And, and that's key on, on the kind of the growth that uh, road racing needs is, is bringing in new people because as we've seen, it's, it's, it's struggle to get new people involved in road racing. Cause as we, as we keep seeing the laydown numbers, you know, they're, they they're kind of falling off. They they come up a little bit and then they fall back down again this year. I think it wasn't quite as strong as, as what we've seen in the past, but Yamaha divisions are still strong with those um, Mr. Folks or Mr. Daytona. Randy folks was uh, able to add a couple more wins to his total, which Shocker. dates back. Yeah. Which dates back to the inaugural event, 1974. So, uh,
0: Whoa, wait, you know, was he, was he there in 74?
1: He was there in 74. So he's been wow. at every single one
0: what a stud though right is he not just like is he not just like you said mr daytona what a legend in road racing uh for our sport man randy folks that's impressive yeah but some
1: young guns were able to beat him with uh which was kind of fun to watch chad Dawkins uh and uh nate grindel nasty nate those guys were able to beat randy a couple times on the weekend but it was still fun
0: did you just call call chad and nate young guns well (laughs) compared to randy (laughs) I mean, they're ha They're probably half his age, right? It's very true, but they're not young guns. Well, no, th- maybe in road racing. Road maybe racing.
1: In- if you don't have gray hair, you're a young gun, right? <laughs> I can still pull it off as a young gun, right?
0: Oh, dude, that's a new EKN T-shirt, right? Road racing. If you don't have gray, if you don't have gray hair, you're, you're a young, young gun. gun. <laughs> there you go. You got to keep talking. I got to, I got
1: to so, so, um, so that was fun to watch. But the fastest lap of the event, which everybody always tries to, uh, to follow, was Mr. Supercart Johnny West hitting yep. the, uh, 53 mark with a 153.019. And he said probably if he had better brakes, he probably would have dipped into the 52s.
0: That's still pretty solid. 153 flat. And a nice run for, uh, for Johnny West again. And again, just, uh, you know, it's good to kick the season off, David. Like you said, there's a lot going on in road racing now. And will I'd like to put together some kind of a, a road racing roundtable podcast coming up soon because there are some things happening. Kevin Williams talked about the fact there's going to be a couple events where WKA will be working closely with CART and with the uh, Championship Enduro Series, uh, Dave Larson and the CES. It seems like road racing trying to come together a little bit here because things are tough. We are losing some venues here and there. Uh, but always great to see a strong turn at daytona i think you you obviously your family being such a road race family i'm sure you were buoyed by uh, by the the numbers that we did see there
1: yeah i was like i would have liked to have been out there so maybe next year uh, for the 45th uh, anniversary program so we'll see
0: well you're still a young gun
1: i'm a young gun <laughs> i wasn't born in 74 so that counts right that means i'm a young gun right
0: damn yeah it does it does i was six
1: there you go so, so you don't count you're gray hair
0: i'm not a young gun Although I don't have any gray hair. Yeah. You know that. I just don't have any hair. Any hair. I'm losing my hair. Uh, all right. Let's, you, we talked it. You talked dirt. You talked road race. We're in the paddock pass presented by the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Let's talk about uh, some stuff that happened within the manufacturer's cup paddock. I know you had a couple of notes that you wanted to uh, to get out here in the debrief.
1: Well, one of the first things that kind of we were made aware about as we were heading to Daytona uh, was Brent Cruz signing up with Kartsport North America to drive a Kart Republic uh, this year. Uh, Cruz, being 10 years old, is moving up to the junior category, which, again, is is very controversial, uh, being the amount of success that he's had in the cadet division, but how young he is, and to be able to move up. So that's uh, that was kind of one of the pinpoints uh, that we were watching throughout the weekend. And obviously, one of the things that uh, we keyed in Uh, heading there and just the the deal actually just came together just days before the event so uh, that was kind of interesting to see and follow Um, then once carts hit the track we were able to to see for the first time the new nitro kart junior senior chassis uh, make its debut Uh, talking with nick tucker he had one driver in each of the four categories for junior and senior Uh, and that chassis which still has no name he just calls it the Big chassis, you know. so I'm I'm working on him. Maybe call it the big chassis or something like that. So I don't know. I like that. Uh, All right. We'll see. That. But so uh, yeah, it, so overall the uh, the chassis was able to gain three podiums uh, on the weekend in the full size chassis. So um, it was a good debut for that, and that's something oh, that will continue have- to follow uh, throughout the season. Uh, and then also walking around the paddock, you will obviously you're able to walk through and see a number of big names, you know, obviously a lot of the team owners and, and shop owners and, and, but obviously drivers who weren't there racing. Um, two of them were Ryan Norberg and Austin Garrison, both there uh, doing some driver coaching. Uh, Ryan Norberg was working uh, with William Cox, a junior driver uh, down there. Um, he was kind of walking around, didn't have any branding on his shirt that, would would (laughs) would say where he was going but uh as we all know now after the event uh joining rollison performance group and uh talking with him is really happy about the new opportunity uh
0: so ryan ryan wasn't sporting anything but there was another driver who was kind of throwing it out there early though with a t-shirt right
1: yeah and again no official announcement has been made but obviously you know we we know from talking with him and and tony tesoro that uh austin garrison is moving over to crg nordam uh, he was the guy we took a picture of uh, on Instagram wearing the CRG shirt, uh, and he was wearing it proudly wore wore one every day. Uh, and again, talking with him, he's really excited. Uh, he'll be down in Florida as well uh, racing uh, with CRG Nord- Nordam at the Winter Series. So um, very excited about his new venture and new opportunity that he has
0: lots going on of course uh, as we have uh, j- just turned the corner into the 2019 season of course david cole giving us some of the insight the paddock pass for this edition of the ekn debrief after this break uh, we'll come back and we'll get david to start talking about what he saw on the racetrack after these messages we're going to jump in to the race report in racing experience is priceless Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience. We can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com where all of our products are just a mouse click away and we ship daily. We're constantly adding new products to our online store, so keep checking back. We specialize in IME engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find molecule cleaning products, minus 273 racing gloves, micron gauges and components, and both MG and Bridgestone tires. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come and join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start-to-finish support at race events for many years. Providing a helping hand on weekday test outing or at a club event to full arrive-and-drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2019, we'll be attending the Superkarts USA Winter Series, WK Manufacturer's Cup, United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Kart Racing Series. And we'd love to have you under our tent at Merlin Nation. For all things karting, visit... FranklinKart.com. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to episode 38 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole giving us a full review of the breakdown of the WKA Daytona Cart Week at Daytona International Speedway. Talked a little about uh, the dirt and road race programs within the paddock pass, but with the race report now, we'll jump and focus solely on the Manufacturer's Cup. This edition of the Race Report presented by Precision Carding Technologies. With over 40 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Carding Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, and bearings were the source for axle components in the USA. With over 70 dealers throughout the U.S. and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. Family-owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. All right, David Cole, we got a bunch of categories for you to rock and roll through here. I think in this little segment here, we've got what X30 Senior, we've got KA100 Senior, IAmi Junior, and KA100 Junior. That's the four that we're going to go until we hit the next break. Have at it, my friend. How was uh, how was IAmi Senior?
1: Well, Kart Sport North America and Kart Republic swept the wins on the weekend with Brandon Jarzakrak and Zane Maloney. Uh, Alex Kardashian was actually the top qualifier to begin 2019, uh, only he was get got pushed out early on in the pre-final by Maloney. Maloney won the race but was penalized and put behind Kardashian for the grid for the main event. So that opened the door up for Brandon Jarzakrak as he jumped out to the lead and was able to score – the win, his third at Daytona since 2016. Wow. So a good record there for him and winning in 16, 17, and now, uh, sorry, 15, 16, and, and 18. I'm getting my years mixed up again. <laughs>
2: sorry,
1: <buddy. laughs> Uh IMSA driver Austin McCusker was uh, second in his return to, to karting. And then Brandon Lemke uh, making a return to Merlin Nation, uh, completing the podium in third.
0: Doesn't uh, seem like uh, Lempke lost anything.
1: No, no. We'll get a little lockers. bit more into that, too, as well. Yep. Uh, yep. yep. Uh, Jake Venberg uh, opened up things on Sunday, grabbing the uh, top qualifier honor, uh, his first at Daytona. But it was really Maloney all day long. Um, the Barbados driver was able to slip by him, excuse me, slip by him in the pre-final and held off of Crack uh, for the final or in the for the victory in the final uh 2018 wk junior champion josh green was able to get up to third and was matching pace right there with maloney Z- jars the crack and him so
0: i like seeing the junior drivers step up right when they're you know they're kind of little debut there get in there and, and get the elbows up so good job for josh green as you said on the podium in, in the sunday race what about, what about k100 senior
1: well, a little bit about Green first. Uh, Green was actually sure had done some senior racing before it, last year and actually was at in the senior category at, at the Miami International Finals. So he was one of those 15 uh, year old uh-huh. junior drivers last year. So he definitely has the experience now. And I think we're something we're going to see him towards the front throughout the season. Uh, nice. But getting into uh, the KA100 senior category, uh, again, as you talked about, Lemke hasn't uh, lost any steps. Racing that, you know, his stock cars and coming back to karting. But again, another guy who keeps going back and forth and finding success. Uh, So he and Alexander Kardashian were the two winners in K100 Senior. Kardashian swept uh, all day Saturday and made it a three in a row for him if you go back to counting the Yamaha Senior category of last year, because he swept the entire weekend last year. So three straight days in Daytona sweeping hundred CC action Man. for Kardashian. So he is definitely one of those top 100 CC drivers uh, in the country. Uh, he was able to beat out former WKA champion, Dakota Pesek and F 1600 driver, Spike Kohlbecker uh, for the victory on Saturday, That's Sunday Lemke actually wasn't raising K 100, but subbed for Brad Britton who came down with a bad case of the flu uh, that saturday night and sunday morning so lempke jumped into his cart with no k100 experience no practice and set fast simon qualifying and then right went right out and dominated the pre-final and final so uh kardashian all he could do was settle for second and then uh, ari venberg uh, ended up finishing third aboard a team fms cosmic
0: you know again, that's just one of those opportunities where where you know Lemke has shown so well over the last number of years. Of course, one of the top juniors, I think national number one play at Scusa at one point with Merlin and and Franklin Motorsports, goes off and does his stock car racing, but then rolls back in and no practice. Uh he never driven the K one hundred and boom, he's on top. That's 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 talent, man. That's just that's just bottom line sheer talent, which is great. Natural, natural ability. I love to see that. All right, moving on. Iami Junior.
1: Yeah, speaking of natural talent, uh, Connor Zillage probably has among the the best right now that we we are seeing. Yeah. Uh, Zillage was able to sweep the wins on the weekend in the category. Uh, Brent Cruz, who we talked about earlier, was able to secure the pole position. Um, get he, but he uh, was able he gave up uh, the top two spots to Zillage and Jonathan Ports, who was driving the uh, nitro kart. Uh, Zillage was able to hold off Ports. For, for the victory on Saturday with Cruz ending up in third. Uh,
0: so, so Ports was on the the big cart? The Nitro, the Nitro
1: big? big. Exactly. I like that name. I'm telling you, Nitro Cart Big. I mean, you don't have a model name, you might as well just call it the big. And then you call the cadet Little. I like it. Right? And then I you like can it. call the kid like cart it. Mini or. We? Oui? We? Oui? Oui? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Continue on. So, uh, so you, you did that was Saturday, right? Yep, did, that was Saturday. Zillage, but,
1: but Zillage came back on Sunday and swept the uh, the action, uh, unchallenged all day long, ending up with a five second margin of victory uh, in the final. The fight really was for second, with Dylan Christie able to uh, to grab the spot over Ports. So Ports able to grab two podiums uh, there in his uh, nitro kart big debut.
0: <laughs> It'll be. Uh- for me, I, I'm kind of intrigued on how uh, a successful weekend like this will maybe you know, fire up the momentum for Zilich moving into the other races he's got coming. You know, I expect we're going to see him at the Skusa Winter Series at Homestead, coming off a double race win like that against some pretty good talent. He uh, he'll be riding a high coming into Homestead, I would think.
1: Well, well, I think he's riding even better because he grabbed three wins on the weekend in total. Because right, uh, if you look at the K100 Junior category. Uh, He was able to double up on Saturday by winning the K100 Junior Final. It was actually his first win of the weekend going by the order of the uh, class rotation. Um, He was able to beat out top qualifier Tyler Wettingale in the final. Donald Wharton, too, gave Nitro Kart its first big podium (laughs) for the new chassis. So uh, Zillage, yeah, winning three races uh, on the weekend. And if you think about it, he was one of the two drivers to podium twice at the Super Nationals. So essentially, he's got six podiums in the last two big races that we've been to.
0: Uh yeah, getting a little comfortable being on the podium. That's good for him. That's uh, yeah, again, momentum is so key in the sport, momentum and confidence. And uh, yeah, it's he's definitely got it going. That's cool, David. That's that's awesome. What about uh, who was uh, who was the guy to beat on Sunday? Did Zilich not get the four? What happened?
1: Zillage did not get four, so he did not get one for the pinky. Uh, (laughs) But uh, it ended up being Cruz. Uh, Cruz was able to uh, come away uh, on Sunday as the uh, winner in the final. He and Zillage were right there racing back and forth, but uh, Cruz was able to walk away and and get away for the victory. Uh, Dylan Christie came up and grabbed the second spot, uh, dropping Zillage down to third, but again, still Four podiums uh, on the weekend for Connor village
0: Yeah, and Cruz coming in there as well, right? His first year in the junior category on that Cart Republic. That's uh, I like the storylines. Early storylines developing to get get rolling here in the two thousand and nineteen season. Okay, David Cole's given us a couple of runs so far. Iami and K one hundred Senior, Iami and K one hundred Junior. Those race reports done. Uh, we'll be back after this break. Mini Swift, two hundred six Cadet, Micro, Kid Kart, and Margay Ignite. David's race report still to come the 2019 season is just around the corner and trinity karting group is fired up and ready to take up the challenge trinity karting group is a full service operation based at the motorsports country club of cincinnati which gives us access to our custom designed driver training facility this allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level we're also a Midwest dealer for Tony Kart in IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco Tires in the region. We'll be Trackside, the Supercart USA Winter Series and Pro Tour, the USPKS, the Battle of the Brickyard, and of course, the KRA Series at Newcastle Motorsports Park. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitykartinggroup.com. From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. Starting with the air-cooled 60cc Swift engine for micro and mini drivers and moving through the incredible X30 power plant for junior, senior, and masters, Miami is providing much needed stability for the sport. In 2018, the new KA100 rejet engine took the karting community by storm, and it will be a core class on the SCUSA Winter Series and Pro Tour, as well as the United States Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup programs. Watch for more regions, series, and events to get on board with this new IAMI formula. This year, IAMI USA is debuting the new SSE 175cc shifter engine, which will be the foundation of supercard USA gearbox competition for the future. The engine has been custom designed with a balanced equation of performance and reliability. We have two distribution centers in the U.S. to serve you well, IAMI East in Mooresville, North Carolina, and IAMI West. In Temecula, California. The momentum is continuing to build, it's time to make an investment in stabilizing your engine program. For more information, head to the website for your region: iamiusaeast.com or iamiusawest.com. Iami, the heart of Kart. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode number 38 of the EKND and debrief, our second podcast, the 2019 season, but we're throwing it back to the very last days of December, 2018, David Cole, giving us his breakdown of the WK manufacturers cup event at WK Kart week at Daytona. David, let's uh, continue on with the race report brought to you by precision karting technologies and have a look at the action in mini swift.
1: Well, second year, Mini-Swift driver Christian Miles is able to dominate the weekend uh, aboard his Kart Sport North America Kart Republic. Miles was able to win every session, leading every lap throughout the weekend, capped off by wins of six seconds and five seconds for his first two career WKA victories. Nikita Johnson and Anderson Leonard were the podium on Saturday with uh, Caleb Maloney and Sebastian NG rounding out the podium on Sunday.
0: Well, y'all always impressive to see guys dominate, David. And we've been watching Christian Miles kind of work his way up the ranks. And I, I always say this. you got to keep digging. You got to you got to stay in your category. Others, you know, there's guys that have been there longer that are going to, of course, be solid. They're going to win races. But if you bide your time and keep working on your own skills, sooner sooner or later, it's your time. And it just seemed to me, like in listening to the broadcast with you and Eric, uh, this was just Christian Miles' weekend for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, the, I think he's probably got the most laps than anybody in the sport, uh, as he's always at the racetrack making laps and and whatever he can. So, uh, kudos to him on a good weekend and uh, definitely a good start to 2019.
0: All right, let's move uh, to Briggs 206 Cadet. We talked in the uh, the overview early that uh, some great numbers. This new category brought onto the Manufacturers Cup that is given. The younger drivers, that option, if they don't want to go two cycle, they can still do Man Cup and do the whole series, the traveling series, running that awesome Briggs 206.
1: Yeah, and the category made its debut at Daytona for the first time. So that's that was cool to see. Obviously, the Briggs power running around Daytona is always fun to listen to. Uh But Sebastian NG became the inaugural winner of the category in Daytona as he was able to run away from Raiden Nicole and pre-final winner Cameron Weinberg. Uh, Sunday was all Ben Mayer as uh, he swept the action over Julian Decosta and Weinberg, uh, giving two wins to NitroCart in the category.
0: Oh, you mean Ben Mayer winning at least once on a weekend again?
1: that is correct that's a good point rob i i did not bring that up yeah you're it right
0: never ends. it always wins one main event at least one main event every weekend it seems like for ben he Pretty impressive he
1: won at supernat. so yeah you're right
0: that's what i'm saying right <laughs> it just keeps winning the guy's a winning machine uh congrats to all the winners and again just cool to see the 206 program there i, I like it uh, i think the man cup is a good program to have 206 on especially at the cadet level so uh, excited to see the 30 carts as you had said earlier david um good numbers in micro swift as well not so uh, a drop from last year to this year at wk cart week in mini and x30 junior but a good bump up as you had said before david in in the micro swift category almost 30 carts they ended up with 29 up seven from last year and i would expect some pretty good racing as well
1: yeah, and it's a wide range of talent uh, because, as we saw throughout both main events, lap traffic was very key uh, to being able to stay out front and get away from the rest of the field. So, uh, Spencer Conrad was able to do that uh, on Saturday as he kept the Nitro Kart streak going in the category, winning Saturday's main event over uh, Christian Chiano. I like it, I believe is how we say his name, and Carson Walters. Uh, and then making it two first time winners in the category on the weekend, Ayrton Grimm was able to uh, earn the victory while also extending the nitro kart win streak in the category as well. Man. So he won over Conrad uh, and Hoyt Moore uh, gave it a all nitro cart podium. So nitro cart, I believe, has not lost in this category since maybe 2017.
0: Wow, that's uh, that's nuts. That's pretty crazy, but again, you got to give up Nick Tucker and his whole staff. They uh, they have turned Nitro Kart into uh, really the, the powerhouse in the uh, the cadet categories. Moving down into kid, uh, kid Kart, David, another new class for the 2019 season. They end up with 17 drivers coming back uh, after an absence of a couple of years, three years, I think. Um, how did Kid Kart look out there?
1: Again, another wide range of of talent. Some kids uh, are on it. Some kids aren't. Some kids motors are on it. Some kids aren't because, again, you know, you can you can gain or lose five seconds a lap depending on how that engine's running. Oh, yeah. But uh, Jacob Scheibel and Holden Harder were able to grab their first career WK wins. Uh, Scheibel drove away to 11 second advantage over Race Beckman and Colton Sherwood. Uh, Harder was able to grab the win uh, with a late pass for the victory on Sunday able to uh, steal the win away from Scheibel with JJ O'Neill grabbing the third spot on the podium.
0: I was working quite a bit throughout the weekend uh, while you were down there in Daytona but uh, you know when I was able to kind of have my focus off I, I made sure I flicked on our EK and live and I listened to, to Eric Brennan's call and I, I was trying to get the Margate Night class because I knew with so many guys in the class and how close it was going to be the race it was going to be tremendous and uh, you know, I felt gutted when I heard the Gabby Chavez having an engine uh, issue uh, in, I think, I believe the pre-final. But all in all, just some really, really good racing and a pretty good weekend overall. And Margie Ignite for Evan Stammer.
1: It was a good weekend for Evan Stammer, who has been a bridesmaid and had some issues at Daytona before last year uh, and the year before that uh, in the regular Briggs category that they've had. Uh, but Stammer was able to, uh, to grab the victory on both days. Uh, again, Saturday was racing as the sun was basically gone, and we could barely see the hearts at the far end of the racetrack because it was getting so dark. Uh, but Stammer was able to hold off Canadian Charlotte Lalande for the victory with uh, veteran Jeff Jewell, uh, again, coming from mid-pack to compete, complete the podium. So another great drive by Jeff. Uh, Sunday was another long battle uh stammer was able to slip by spike Kolbecker in the final turn uh reaching the line first with a great push at the end by jeff Jewell again so those top three were able to cross the finish line within 82 thousandths of a second between each other uh so a great finish for for the weekend as that category was the last one on track so great racing all around again dr- drivers with a number of different experiences jeff Jewell, a veteran racer longtime time margay driver able to oh, yeah. mix it up with the young guns of of Sammer, uh, Charlotte, and ob- obviously Spike Kolbecker.
0: Talk a little bit about the the IndyCar guys because you know there was a good group of both Gabby Chavez and Zach Veach were there. Road Indy driver Juan Pedro Heathu is going to be doing some IMSA racing. He was there, as was uh, James French. Just looked like they were always having a good time. In, in talking to Zach and Gabby from last year, they loved going down to Daytona.
1: Yeah, Zach Veach was the top IndyCar driver on Saturday, placing fourth. With Gabby placing sixth on Sunday, as you mentioned, Chavez was uh, having issues on Saturday. Was among the top uh, contenders till uh, either something with the fuel pump or or just something just was was missing uh, on the engine. So they got that fixed for Sunday, and he was able to to beat out Veach uh, for the best IndyCar finish uh, on Sunday. You flipped the uh the page over to the IMSA drivers with James French uh and Juan Pedro Higa. Uh G- French was able to place fifth and was actually on Saturday, and then I was actually the top qualifier on Sunday, but uh yeah. a spin in the final on the opening lap uh cost <laughs> him uh a chance at the podium and the victory. Uh so Pedro Higa was the better of the two and was able to finish eighth.
0: Yeah, all four of those drivers used to a little more grip then I think you're going to get out of the ignite package so. yeah uh,
1: but you know what I think Chavez was the most impressive in the wet yeah. when during that pre-final when it was completely wet you know he he was all about it i I actually was kidding with them when when they were lining everybody up I said let's invert the field you know because he was starting pole. <laughs> and he was like I'm all for it man I think I think he would have loved to have gone through 40 carts to try and get the win
0: I w- yeah, I know he would have. And you got to remember, Gabby not only was he an Indy Lights race winner, Star Mazda race winner, an Indy car driver, he's also a Super Nationals winner in tag senior right this guy knows how to wheel go-kart and i'm thrilled to see him go back and have some fun so kudos to all four of those guys for getting out there
1: and he had he just had his wisdom teeth pulled so he was driving (laughs) he was driving with a little uh cushions under the cheeks and also riding the high of being just getting engaged uh, to his girlfriend so uh,
0: yeah he he uh, and gabby girl just got engaged too that's really cool All right, folks, we're going to wrap this thing up. A couple minutes still to go. Let's move quickly into the EKN Trackside Live race calendar presented today by the Rawlsson Performance Group. At the Rawlsson Performance Group, we strive for ultimate success. We're more than just an arrive and drive race team with countless wins on the national and regional level. Our focus is on complete driver development, and that's where success is fueled. We combine one-on-one coaching, on-track instruction and intensive data debriefing with unparalleled cart and engine prep. Our program will help raise your game. We'll take you to the next level. If that's your goal, Rawlson Performance Group needs to be your next move. All right, David, let's have a look at the, uh, the schedule. We've got a two races, well, three events, two weekends coming over the next, let's see, month and a half. Uh, this coming Thursday, I head for Miami and the AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires for the opening rounds of this year's SCUZA Winter Series in Homestead, January 11th, 12th, and 13th. Of course, that's all EKN Trackside Live. That's what we're giving you here, our live race calendar. I'll be down there bringing full coverage from Friday afternoon practice and, of course, all the way through Saturday and Sunday. Then you and I split, dude. We're going uh, East Coast, West Coast on February 8th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, You're at Cal Speed Karting Center in Fontana, California for the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas, and I'm on the other coast back to Florida for the third and fourth rounds of the Scusa Winter Series in Homestead. We'll figure out uh, where we're going to be streaming both broadcasts because Eric Brennan, I believe, who works with you at uh, Daytona and WKA, he's going to sub in for me at the Challenge of the Americas race. Um, actually, no, this was going to be Chappie. I think Tim Chapman, I think
1: is going to be Chappie. Yeah, yep. Eric, it'll be Chappie. You know, Eric's doing two- Chappie's home track.
0: It is Chappie's home track. And, uh, obviously it'll be, I we, I, have we had Chappie on a couple of times on the EKN live program, right?
1: He, he's been on, uh, for challenging the Americas, I believe, um, 17, yeah.
0: 2017. That's yep. cool. So, uh, Tim Chapman, of course, fantastic voice. And he'll give you the play by play from the opening round to the challenge of the Americas, the rock cup. Winter Series program from the West Coast. And again, I'll be wrapping things up at the Scuse Winter Series uh, in Homestead. That's February 8th, 9th, and 10th. 25 races, I believe, or 24 this year so far on the EK and Trackside Live Tour presented by Cooper Tires. We'll have a new Trackside Live Tour t-shirt coming out soon. Give those out to a bunch of winners. And of course, they'll be for sale from Style Aesthetic on the EK and Store. David, wrap it up. I'm going to give you a minute. Wrap this thing up. Let's talk about the Constructors' shape that you break from Man Cup at Daytona.
1: Yeah, if you look at the wins uh, over the weekend, Kart Republic led the way with five. Nitro Kart right behind them with four. Uh, Connor Zillage and Tony Kart were able to grab three victories there. Uh, <laughs> Emick grabbing two wins in the Kid Kart division. Nice. Uh, Merlin and Topkart uh, s- split the uh, K100 senior categories. So those are your... One, two, three, four, five, six chassis that won on the weekend.
0: Overall, your final thoughts?
1: New classes uh, and, of course, the winners on the weekend have the momentum to start out the new season. As we said, Briggs and the uh, K100 categories are going to carry some momentum going on in the year. And, of course, those who have won have started the championship chase uh, at the top, so they will be beginning the new season, uh, with a high with the, with a the higher points and looking forward to the next event, which will be at the GoPro Motorplex in March. So uh, but then again, looking back and uh, we have to wait about three hundred and fifty some days uh, until we uh, are heading back to Daytona, which will actually be the 45th anniversary uh, since the first WK event was held there in 1974. So cart week 2019.
0: Big year, folks. Make sure you get out there. Daytona Cart Week with uh, the WK. Always a fantastic place to be. Just a great event to get down there between Christmas and New Year's to have a lot of fun. David Cole giving us the debrief here. Episode number 38 of the debrief, our second podcast of the 2019 season. David, thank you so much for the insight. Thank you for being trackside. As we said, I'm off to Homestead. Scusa Winter Series getting kicked off. In February, David will move to the West Coast to cover the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas going to wrap it up here for this edition of the debrief on behalf of david cole my name's rob howden bye for now